Today's episode of Recovery Survey is fueled by Brainwash Coffee Company. I'm sure you've heard that drug and alcohol use is on the rise, especially during the pandemic. And Brainwash Coffee Company is working to raise money and awareness to support people seeking help. They donate 50% of their profits and their mission is to give back to the amazing recovery community. Their why is bold and their coffee is fresh. So if you want to sip on an amazing brew that warms your mind, body, and soul, then visit brainwashcoffeeco.com and use promo code recovery survey at checkout to get $5 off your first order. Brainwash Coffee Company, simple coffee for complicated people. You're listening to Recovery Survey, the podcast that shatters stigmas around different types of addictions and takes a deep dive into spiritual principles. We're with ourselves all the time. So no matter if we tell a a full truth or a half truth or a partial truth and a lie to people, I knew inside of me what I was really doing. And I knew the full extent of what I was doing. So when we get brutally honest, which hurt, brutally honest kind of sucked, but it was so liberating to be like, okay, the gig's up. My guest today is named Rob Lohman. He is an interventionist and recovery author, and he was on the show back in December of 2021 on episode 92. Welcome back to the show, Rob. Yeah, it's fun stuff. It's always it's fun to come back. So thanks for having me. I know you got a lot going on in your world. So to come back on your show and be in front of your listeners uh, is a pleasure. So appreciate it. Thanks. Absolutely, man. And uh, just excited to hear some updates. I've done a few like revisit episodes. That's kind of something that I've started doing here recently is having some guests back on and seeing, you know, how their life has progressed. And I think it's a really cool thing for people that have listened to the show for a while or people that could even just go back. And if they haven't been listening to the show forever, they could go back and listen to the older episode and then kind of see the progression. I think it gives people hope of what can happen if we're in long-term recovery, how our lives can change. And I think it's just a really cool thing to revisit. Yeah, it's, it's a blast. And so a lot of things are different since when you and I chatted, but um, you know, one thing I want to throw out to your listeners real quick, cause this is kind of a cool way to say, thanks for listening to your show. One is make sure you share Brett's show. If you don't share about it, people can't know about it. And I'm all about guys growing their audiences. So please share this episode, not for my benefit, but for your list, you know, for, for you listening to bring people more back to Brett because he's a great guy and doing a lot of cool stuff. So, uh, but also a uh, cool thing. If people go to freerecoverybook.com, I got something cool there for them to check out and download just for listening in today, uh, just to kind of throw something back for people spending their time to check out what you have going on. Nice. Nice. I love that. And who doesn't, who doesn't enjoy getting something for free, man. So that's awesome that you're willing to give away something to the listeners today. And that's awesome, man. Yeah, and it changes throughout the year, too. So, like, right now, I won't tell you what's there, so you can go check it out. But if you went back in six months, there'd be something different there for you. So, yeah. Nice, nice. Well, I would love to, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of catch us up on what's happened in your life since the last time we spoke. I'd love to hear about the new book. Just kind of let everybody know what's going on with you. Yeah, well, it's actually books. Oh, plural. Books as of a couple days ago, yeah. So, uh so since you and I last talked, I was working on it because, you know, I'm an interventionist, a coach, and I've been sober 21 years and I've been to prison. I've been, I mean, a lot of stuff that your listeners have been through, right. And 
you know, divorce and bankruptcy and just suicide and all the crazy stuff that comes with addictions. But back in July, I actually published a book that we originally were talking about was the, the addiction intervention book, which is fun to do is because, I mean, you do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of stuff and it's like trying to figure out what works and then applying that to what we do. And like, man, that was so like, oddly enough, easy in a way. And so published a book in July called the addiction intervention book. And it's on Amazon, but it's you know, really a way to help professionals and families understand how to use an intervention to really save your loved one's life. Because you hear a lot of people say, oh, I'll just wait till Frank or Sarah or Christy hits bottom. Mm-hmm. And they just watch. And it's like, dude, you're holding the life jacket and you won't throw it to them in the water because you just want them to feel some more pain to get you know get where they need to get. So I'm all about bringing the bottom up to people and let them make the decision on what to do. So that was the first book. And then the one that just recently came out, it's called 101 Reasons to Quit Getting Drunk During the Holidays, A Journey into Your Relationship with Alcohol. So really, it's a way for your listeners to like reflect on, even if you're newly sober, how has alcohol impacted your life and just really taking an honest inventory of your life and checking it out. So yeah, so actually two books since uh, you and I last talked. The fun thing is you learn systems that work and you have a great support group like you do and it hit number one bestseller in 14 categories on the first book and new release and i think it was like 20 categories on bestseller and new release on the second book so hey writing a book works i'll tell you more about that later so if you have a book in you get it out because people need to hear your story and how to save lives so that's i guess the biggest new the two coolest new things that have come since uh you and i last spoke that's awesome, man. And I feel like the holiday book is going to be a good one. I mean, my my clean date is the day after Christmas, so I, yeah. I totally get the struggle of holidays, dealing with family, just all the, it seems like, a- added stress and stuff. So I, I totally get that, and I love that you're working on putting, that you not working on, but you did put a book together that focuses on not getting drunk at the holidays because that's such a such a triggering time for a lot of people. And, and part of that too is like the holidays are like, uh, we're talking about, you know, your birthday, we're talking about Easter and St. Patty's Day. So really holiday goes the whole gamut throughout the entire year. And that's why it's kind of really a reflective journey of your relationship with alcohol throughout the year. And so there's plenty of spaces in there for people to write and journal and just, I put a bunch of questions in there and say, hey, think about these questions in your life and how do they impact what's going on. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, so yeah, it's a book for anyone starting off the new year and they're like, Hey, I don't want to drink this year. Well, here's a book that can help you along that journey, but whatever it takes to grab people in a different atmosphere is what I'm all about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. And, and like you said, just learning like what works, what doesn't work. And, And one of the things that I've seen just in my experience over the last few years of doing this podcast is that you know, everybody's journey is a little bit different. Everybody finds their flavor of recovery that works for them. Some people, 12 step works for them. Other people do some alternative stuff like, you know, a smart recovery or recovery Dharma or something like that. Or there's even people that don't necessarily get, don't really work well with, with the group setting and they find something else like yoga or meditation or whatever it may be. So everybody's path is a little bit different. And so, yeah, it's, it's really cool to learn about all the different avenues and then 
like you're saying, here's some more tools that people can use to help them in their recovery journey, help a loved one in their, in their addiction. Like how do I, you know, like you said, not waiting for them to hit that rock bottom. Cause I think that's what we hear so often is like, you got to wait till they hit their rock bottom. And, and that's kind of like the, the expert opinion on things is, you know, you got to hit rock bottom before you're willing to turn your life around. But it, like you're saying, you can bring that bottom up. And I think that that is such an awesome thing that you're trying to share with people. Yeah, thanks. And it's bringing those different perspectives. I mean, I got sober 21 years ago and it was AA was the one thing really that people tapped into. And now, like you said, there's all these different pathways. And one thing I want to encourage people is that it's different seasons in your life. Mm. I mean, AA was what I did in the beginning. I tried to celebrate recovery because I'm a Christian. And I was like, yeah, I, I just can't really relate to the guy struggling with, you know, putting down a sleeve of Oreos and feeling guilty he sinned over the guy that's passed out drunk under the kitchen table again. And I was the, I was, I needed good alcoholics around me, but later on I ended up going to celebrate recovery to break free from my gambling addiction. Cause you know, I went to GA and, and again, when people say something didn't work for them, it's not saying it's a bad program, but it just wasn't what I needed for me in that lifestyle. The GA is freed, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people from gambling addiction. I just needed something really more connected to my Christian faith. And that helped me break the cycles of addiction uh, with, with gambling. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's all these different pathways. And I want, I want people to, I guess labels are one things I think people keep people stuck a lot, Mm. you know, and, and it recovery to me is about freedom and not being stuck to our past of, well, I'm, I'm, you know, 40 years later, well, I'm so-and-so and I'm an addict. It's like, well, are you still, are you freed from your addiction and you're a free person in your life? But Hey, that works for a lot of people to keep them sober. So just opening people's eyes and say, there's multiple ways to get help. And the bottom line is whether you have sex addiction, you know, gambling addiction, alcohol addiction, whatever, there's a missing hole in your life. And I've been speaking a lot more, Brett, about hope, identity, and purpose to like men's groups, men's retreats, addiction conferences. And so really getting out there to say, let's, let's really talk about what this is about. It's about hope, identity, and purpose. If we have all three of those pretty nailed down, we don't really have a need for pornography or gambling or cause we have a purpose and we we're going towards that. So I'm trying to, I've shifted a lot of kind of how I present what I do, but I just want people to really know who they are. There's a lot more in store from them than they believe and let's move forward and get her done. I love that. I love that. And and here recently, just in the last few months, I feel like almost every episode, someone has talked about purpose, connection, hope. Like it seems like that's kind of a, a theme here lately, at least on the show and in my personal life. And I don't know. It's just it's crazy that you mentioned that, but I agree with you a hundred percent. And it's so important for us to have those things in our lives and that you know, that that was one of the things I was talking about with a with somebody a couple weeks ago is it's like not only do I no longer have the desire to drink or use, but now I have built my life to where I don't even want to risk losing my wife, my kids, my job, my house, my whatever, fill in the blank, and, you know, trade it in for that drugs or that alcohol or that porn or that gambling or that, what you know, fill in the blank, whatever addiction. Like, it, they just... The, the the purpose and things that I have in my life now so outweigh that instant gratification that I don't even don't even want to use or do whatever. Yeah. And it's about putting stuff out. I mean, you you put this podcast out, right? To reach people. And people reach out to you for help. 
say, Hey, I need resources. I need to do this and that. And, and that's your service work, right? Is like, you're out there sharing the message with people and saying, Hey, I, I want to share people's stories. And this is about collectively helping people find freedom. And by the way, here's all these different resources that people can, I mean, really tap into. And that's the beauty of what you're doing. And, and what I get to do on my podcast shows is just share hope. And I'll tell you a really cool story. This happened with, uh, this happened earlier this week. And there was a, 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 a wife that went on to Amazon and was looking for a book about interventions, right? So she types in addiction intervention book and my book pops up. And I was like, and then on there, I have a availability for people like schedule a call with me to just talk about whatever's going on. And so she schedules a call the next day. This was nighttime, schedule a call the next day. We got on the phone, we talked. She brought me on to bring in, do an intervention for her husband. And, and it was that moment of like, we have to put this information out because she may have not have found what she needed that night to step into action, to do something to help her husband, which helps their marriage, which helps their kids, which helps their community. And we can change one or two people in every community that's an influencer for recovery. I mean, imagine what would happen around the country if all these people that say, hey, I have influence in my, in my community and I'm no longer a drinker. I'm no longer you know, going to strip clubs or you know, pornography type stuff or I'm free. And, and people are like, dude, what's different about you? You know? And, um, so we got to do these advocacy type things, uh, you know, not for our own glory, but just to bring people to, re to recovery, but we got to be out there doing what we're doing, Brett, and we're doing it. You're doing it. I'm doing it. And, and then your listeners take action and say, Hey, I want to take action. I want to go see what Rob has going on on his website. And I want to go get that free book. He said, or go on Amazon and you know, whatever. And, and by doing that, they're like, Hey, I know someone else that needs this book. And they give it to them or say, go buy one or they buy it for them. Or I know someone that needs to hear that episode Brett did with whomever and they send them the link. So I don't know. I just, I love kind of edifying what we do because it's pretty cool that there's all this social media stuff now. Cause when I got sober 21 years ago, it was like, we went to meetings. They didn't have Facebook and, and all this stuff, right? It was just, we just did it within a, a, a network of people. And now we can do it from, you know, the phone, I have this, uh, another thing I put together, Brett. So if people buy my book, the latest one, 101 reasons to quit getting drunk during, during the holidays, I have a free gift in there. And it's basically this cool four four video course I put together for people. And it's how do you navigate the world of recovery? And I mean, I've got my phone here, I was going to pull this up because we're talking, you know, I have a page, just like right here on my you know, it's all these little icons that I show people. And when I'm just having coffee and I'm like, Hey, here's a way you can go find a meeting in your neighborhood. Here's a way you can watch episodes of the chosen. If you're faith driven. And I'm like, dude, we got it all right here. If you don't, if you, if you say you can't get sober and find recovery, then you don't want it. Cause it's easily available to everyone around the entire world. And, uh, I just hate, I just get tired of people's excuses. Yeah, I agree. And there's, there's just so many resources out there that even, you know, I'm, I'm coming up on eight years that weren't even available eight years ago. Uh, just off the top of my head, I, I I'm friends with some folks that started an app called the sober app. And that has just, it's just like this massive catalog of coaches and recovery podcasts and just all kinds of recovery content that you can get right there. They have like a message form where you can, 
uh, like message board form where you can ask questions and there's different categories. And I mean, it's just so cool. All the, all the things that we have available, like you were showing on your screen, there's like meeting finder apps. There's just so many things available. And then with zoom and the pandemic, like that kind of opened a new door to online virtual meetings. I mean, I know there were some virtual meetings before COVID hit, but that, that really amplified the amount of meetings that are online that are available now and people knowing how to access those. Like I didn't, I didn't really know what zoom was before COVID hit. Well, I kind of <laughs> did because I started the podcast around the same time as COVID. So I kind of yeah. tinkered with zoom a little bit, really didn't have any idea. So it, it is amazing how, how many, you know, different avenues there are and different resources. And if somebody really wants to find help, I feel like it's not as hard as it was, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. To- totally agree. What was that app called? The, so- the Sober, the sober. App? Yep. It's got a, it's, it's an orange background with the uh, white letters. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it right now. Everyone get out of your phone and go look up the Sober app. That's what I'm, I'm doing it live while we're talking. I'm like, man, that sounds pretty, I didn't know about that one. So I love this. Cause this is just like having a conversation. It's like we're having coffee together. I'm like, dude, I'm going to go download that thing. So, um, but that's what it's about. You got to take action. Like right there, someone tells you something, hit pause, go download this thing. Cause you know, the kids are going to be screaming later. Uh, the car breaks down. So phone rings you're like, Oh, I was doing this thing. What was it? The, the something. And then they forget about it. So, um, anyway, hit pause and go find the sober app. That's pretty cool. So. <laughs> I'm guilty. I'm guilty of the same thing, man. I can't tell you how many times I've pulled my phone out of my pocket and I was like, what was I about to do? Yeah. Was I going to call somebody? Was I looking something up? I'm like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, it'll come back to me eventually. <laughs> oh man, that's that that's cool stuff. Well, it was just it's getting out and, and doing what we're doing. So I was thinking back about like where we are today on the, you know the day you and I are talking, right? And I was thinking like, what this day is like a special day in my life, which is a crazy time. So you think about getting sober twenty one years ago. Like life gets really easy, doesn't it? When we find sobriety, it's a piece of cake. No problems, no struggles. <laughs> Recovery is so darn easy. It's like, man, I, what was I thinking all those years, right? Um, but early recovery, things were awesome, and it was pink cloud for years. And I got married, had kids, started a business, and then you know the pressures came, and recovery took a backseat. Substance abuse recovery, right? Still had gambling and all the like mental kind of mental manipulation going on and my life turned upside down and then some things happened and um we'll get into a whole story about that stuff unless you want to i don't really care if we do but but july uh this day today they were interviewing i don't want to i don't want to date your podcast when we did that you know we did the interview but it was this day and it was uh 10 years ago i got arrested in recovery after i had a mental breakdown and, and created some damage in my life and I got arrested right here in the house where I'm sitting here now um, on 19 felonies and 13 misdemeanors. No substances whatsoever. But gambling addiction, you know, will run riot, all that stuff. It just tore my life apart. And uh, and it's crazy. I was just, I was looking at the date and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was 10 years ago. And it's just crazy where I am now, right? <laughs> just thinking, man. Life is so awesome now and and just all the blessings that are coming and the people I get to help with the story I was just telling you that that mess, sharing that with people over coffee or coaching clients or intervention clients or just on a podcast show. When you get down to the details, it's all about I was lost again. 
And when you're lost and don't have hope, identity, and purpose, right, you can do some stupid stuff subconsciously in your life that just causes chaos. So if you're in recovery, man, stay close to your people, (laughs) but grow. Don't just stay at going to meetings and working. Life's more than that. Like, find a purpose in your life because you're... So many of us are worth more than we believe that we're worth and have more potential than we know we have. And in my addiction, alcohol beat potential every single time. And now I'm the only one that gets in my way of potential because I don't have alcohol in my life. So uh, I'm I'm the one I can blame now. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned dates. I was looking up your first episode that we did together, and that one came out on uh, December the 8th of 21 so was it really almost a year to the day (laughs) wow that's that's crazy i was gonna go back and look at the date we did this so that's that's fascinating wow that's that's yeah so if anybody is listening to this and is curious and wants to go back it's gonna be episode 92 was the first time rob was on i'm gonna go listen to that again i want to hear where i wasn't back when we did that because because again life's it changes right and we grow and and the story changes i mean hopefully it's going upward and not downward but that's cool man what hey man next christmas man let's do this i know i'm gonna have you on my show but every year we're gonna I'm just kidding. every december I'm, I'm down man i think it's great and i think that that's a cool that's a cool thing about podcasts and stuff is you can see like you said you can see your progression and you know to tie that in maybe for just the everyday person that maybe isn't on a podcast but by the way if anybody wants to be on the podcast send me a message journaling man like i can look back i have journals from the, from the time from December 26, 2014, I, I, I've kind of, I'm not as uh, consistent with it now, almost eight years later, but I can look back and I can see what those early days look like. I can see, you know, what my life was like, what I was struggling with, and I can physically look and see the progression like you're talking about of here's where I was and my problems were this and now here I am almost eight years later and my life looks completely different. And I can see that because of working an active recovery program that I was able to better my life and start learning how to live life without having to escape from my feelings and reality and, you know, the chaos that I was creating and begin to live in a healthier way and, you know, apply some spiritual principles. And it's just cool to see that progression. Yeah. And journaling is huge. It's funny you said that because so I'm not trying to pump the book again, but it was so the book I wrote. So when you when you open this up, at the bottom it says a journey into your relationship with alcohol. So in the beginning of the book, I pose a bunch of questions, and there's a lot of blank space in the book for people to actually write about their life. So it's geared to be a journal in a sense to encourage people. Right? There's two there's two faces this book has, and I ask questions like on page two: How has alcohol robbed you of your potential? And if, if things come to mind when you're hearing this, just say, yeah, wherever you're sitting, if it's on a, you know, if you're on a treadmill or in your car, just like, oh yeah. And how can life be fun without alcohol? I don't think it can, but I, Brett and I can probably tell you it is. How much money do you spend a month on alcohol? That number I hated looking at that. Like how often do family and friends talk to you about your drinking? What regrets do you have because of your drinking? How can quitting alcohol abuse improve your life? And it's just like all these tough questions to say, hey, think about these. And then, like you said, I encourage people to write about it. And and there's there's two aspects. Like a lot of the book is blank. 
because I want people to journal about it. But I give all these tools and resources and just say, here's my story. What does your story look like? Because you've lived, you lived, how many hours a day do you live with yourself, Brett? 24. Yeah. We're with ourselves all the time. So we know if we're trying to snow our friends and family, like I know I'm with myself all the time, unless I was blacked out drunk. Then I had to take people's, you know, word for what happened because it probably did. But we're with ourselves all the time. So no matter if we tell a, a full truth or a half truth or a partial truth and a lie to people, I knew inside of me what I was really doing. And I knew the full extent of what I was doing. So when we get brutally honest, which hurt, brutally honest kind of sucked, but it was so liberating to be like, okay, the gig's up. And that's like with the intervention work I do. You know, I mean, a a wife or a husband or a mom or a dad or a, a child or someone will call me up. I mean, not a child, a young adult would call me up and say, I got a friend that's struggling and we're so concerned we want to do something about it. Right. And in the intervention world, most people think, oh, well, they need to go to rehab and that's the best option. And it's just like, I want to get them in a treatment. What's your success rate? I was like, man, residential treatment's not always the answer. And my success rate, it's it's not mine. It's the client's success rate. Because if you know someone goes to treatment and the wife, the family, the same household they came from doesn't do anything to change, how long do you really honestly anticipate the person that went to treatment is going to stay sober, clean, or change their life? Right. I mean, because they go back to the same environment. Mm -hmm. And so it's when I look at success of what I do, it's um, kind of like in the beginning, you and I were talking about the success of a podcast. Someone reaches out and says, hey, man, thanks for the tools. And they got sober and got some help. Boom, that's success right there. So an intervention, it's it's a whole family system. It's the dynamics that go on between husband, wife, parent, child, parent, grandparent. And when we can bring as many people into the mix and say, I want to give everybody tools. So you have a chance to literally break the cycle of addiction in your family. Yeah. And you you hear those stories, right? Of like, well, my great grandpa was an alcoholic. My grand, and this isn't my story, but people say like, well, my great grandpa was an alcoholic. My grandpa was an alcoholic. My dad's an alcoholic. My uncles are alcoholics. Well, guess I'm going to become an alcoholic. And my kids are going to be alcoholics. So we're just screwed. Everyone's an alcoholic. And if you heard people say that, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, man, but that doesn't have to be the case. Like you can literally, this is a curable disease of alcoholism that can be broken by some simple steps. But it's scary as heck to think like, but but all my friends drink. Yeah, I used to think that too. But I have a lot of friends that don't drink. And what I have found over the years, and maybe this is your experience too, but people that go to the work party and get drunk because everyone else is getting drunk, most people don't even want to be drinking at a work party. They're just doing it because it's there, and this is what they do. And when I hear someone say, well, yeah, but but I'm the, I don't really want to be drinking anyway, but I just do it because everyone else does. And I ask the question, well, how many other people in your work party think, are thinking the same way you are? It's like, well, I don't know. So, well, let me challenge you. Go to the next work party and don't drink. What? I was like, just do it. Drink, drink whatever. Drink bottled water so they know you're really not drinking. And say, why aren't you drinking? I was like, I just don't really feel like drinking tonight. And you'd be amazed at how many people say, I don't either. And then all of a sudden, you find like the people that don't really want to drink at work, 
And then now you got some people that are kind of sober curious like you are. And it just changes the quote unquote normal, you know, and I've helped so many people realize that you and your spouse can both get sober. And there's about a couple other hundred thousand couples in your area that are also sober. You just got to find them. And then your friends that you were drinking with will probably come with you at some point because they're sick and tired of it too. They're, they got closed door stuff happening in their marriages. It's like we fight every night we drink. And I get calls like that all the time. And sometimes it's when their loved ones in detox and saying, yeah, but I drink with them every night. So, okay, well, what would it look like? And then I go meet them for coffee and we talk about, here's what you guys could do in Denver, Colorado. That's really fun. And they're like, I never knew that existed. So I just want to encourage people that if, if you're on the fence, like there's a way out and there's a lot of ways out. You just got to reach out for help and, and just start somewhere um, but yeah, it's look, look for the similarities in people in recovery and not the differences. And it's, it's a beautiful life. I don't, I don't miss drinking or drugging or gambling at all. And I'm going to throw out another resource. Cause as you were sharing, it made me think of another yeah. one, the Phoenix. I don't know if you've heard of them and there might oh, be, yeah, I've got them right. that's one of the, that's one of the icons on my, uh, I love it. Yeah. And I think, here. I mean, I, don't, I, I've talked about it before on the show, but there may be people listening that haven't heard of it. And I think that's another great resource. Uh, I believe the only requirement is what, 24 hours sober to attend an event? Yeah. And they're pretty much in all major cities as far as I know in the United States. So if you're looking for activities with other people that aren't drinking, then there you go. They have, I mean, you name it, they have it. They have rock climbing, hiking. I heard the other day that they were doing a Dungeons and Dragons club. Like they do. Yeah. Almost anything, almost any activity you can think of, and if they don't have it in your area, they have the you have the opportunity to start that group yourself. So it's such a cool community. They also have an app. You can they also they do a podcast as well. Shout out to Liz. Uh, I mean, it's just a great community and a great way to get plugged in with other people in your area. Do some fun activities where there's no pressure to drink, where you know that nobody there is going to be drinking. You know, make those friendships. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm actually pulling up their thing on the app right now, and it's like barbell club, CrossFit, a group hike, open gym, disc golf, indoor rock climbing, Lumonics immersed. I don't know what that I is. No idea what that but, is. But again, someone had an idea and they went and did it. And but what here's what I found too. Sometimes Brett, when, when we give people resources, they go to the page and they don't know what to do. Mm. Like they go to an AA, like AA, the AA Alcoholics Anonymous page, and they look at like. Well, how do I, what do I look for in meetings? How do I figure this out? And I go to the Phoenix and I look up these classes. I'm like, well, how do I get started? What do I do? How do I navigate them? Or like trying to find a counselor or a therapist, right? It's like, oh yeah, just go to this website and check it out. And they go there and they don't know what to do. Right. And, and it's walking people through, how do you do that? And so, I mean, I will say this, cause I, I get a lot of positive, if I get negative feedback from something I do, I'll go change it, <laughs> you know? It's like, I'm okay with positive, with criticism, negative or positive, right? And so I put together this trifecta of recovery course, right? And it's trifectaofrecovery.com. And it literally walks people through, how do you navigate an AA website? You know, because there's different things you can go to, like an open meeting, a closed meeting, a smoking meeting, a book study, a men's group. I mean, there's all these different mm -hmm. types of things, speaker meetings and just explaining to people here, here's what it 
here's what you're getting yourself into. Because I remember going to my first AA meeting, and I was just like, I went on my own accord because I was scared about where I was going. It didn't stick the first time, right? But I was just scared at the direction I was going. And and all I heard in the first meeting I did was, uh, well, I, mean, I got sentenced to AA in, like, high, in uh, college, but that didn't count because I wasn't paying attention. But I really <laughs> wanted to change my life in 2001 before I got right before I got sober. So I go to this meeting and it was a speaker meeting and it was smoky. And all the speaker talked about was how awful life is. Mm. Right. That's what I heard. After I got sober, I went back to that same meeting, Brett, and it's never been a smoking meeting ever. It's like one of the best speaker meetings in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Right. And so I heard and created in my mind. So I never had to go back. But that's not what the meeting was even about. And sometimes they won't feel good the first time you go in. But how do you, it's, it's kind of like telling people, well, you need to go to rehab, call around. And there, how many rehab centers are there in the country? And how many are actually good? You know, because I have, I have a real great tip for everyone listening. If you call a treatment center, they'll accept you. <laughs> but is, the, is it the right treatment program? Like they'll gladly take your money, but is it the right program for you? They'll gladly use your insurance and fly. Some of these will even fly you out, which is totally unethical. Like, oh, we'll buy your plane ticket. Come on out. There's a lot of questionability about that in the industry, but it's like, yeah. um, So there's all these things, but treatment centers will sucker you in. But if you can find a good community like AACA, NA, Celebrate Recovery, SA, whatever A you want. I have them all listed on my website on the resource page at liftedfromtherut.com. There's a whole resource page. You can click on all these different ones and just go find free resources in your area. But I'm just glad I don't deal with the psycho babble in my head anymore. Well, I mean, I got babble in my head, but I can discern it now and say that's not a truth about me because uh, the devil will play in my head sometimes and just say, you suck, you failed. What are you doing? Like, you're a phony. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm authentic. I'm ethical. <laughs> I'm an honest guy. Like, I live a good life. So, you know, the enemy still tries to get at me sometimes, like most of us, and draw us back in. But we're just, we're doing what we can to bring hope to people around the country. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I love the message that you've brought today and the resources you've shared. And Unfortunately, we're getting kind of towards the end of our time, but I would love, you've mentioned a few different websites. You mentioned Lifted from the Rut. You've mentioned freerecoverybook.com. If you wouldn't mind just letting the listeners know all the different websites, how they can contact you, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it it was funny. One of my mentors said, dude, you got too many websites. (laughs) Because I do these random campaigns. Like September, I did this whole Swim for Recovery campaign, which had a different domain name. And, you know, it's just little things to try to find people in different areas. But the simplest way, if you want to stay in touch with everything I do, I mean, honestly, if you go to freerecoverybook.com, they just put in their name, email address, and get a download of whatever's there right now. And and then they just kind of get the email drips throughout the month, the newsletters, and say, hey, here's some cool stuff going on, podcast episodes. So that's a great way to just stay connected. But the main, everything I do, you can go check out everything at liftedfromtherut.com. Just go there and you can find stuff about events, new books coming out, online courses, and just straight up resources that says, hey, 
you don't need to do everything I do, but just go to this page, look up a recovery meeting you need, and just go. Just go. You got to do something different because if nothing changes, as we know, Brett, then nothing changes. Mm -hmm. And change has to start with you. You know, so yeah, liftedfromtherut.com is probably the easiest thing for people to go find everything. Perfect, man. Well, Rob, I appreciate you coming on the show again. And uh, I'll have to mark it in my calendar for December of 2023 and we can do another follow-up episode, man. I'd love to do that. Yeah, you, we'll do December with me on yours and then I'll get you in in like January or February. And then every year we'll circle back and say, hey, that's a, I like that idea. That's a cool idea. I like it, man. I might adopt that with some of my other guests, but we're starting here right now. It's a new tradition. Right yep. On uh, Recovery Survey, Survey Podcast, y'all, here with Brett Morris, the king of bringing change to your life. I don't know. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, man. I don't know if I'm the king of anything, but I appreciate the kind words, and it's always a pleasure. Well, you're the king of Recovery me. Survey. It's your show. That's true. Like that, you're the king of that. I'll take that. I, I, can, I can accept that. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again for coming on. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Have a great, have a great rest of the month. All right. You too, man. Rob, it was a pleasure talking with you again, man. Always enjoy our conversations and I'm so excited to check out the new books that you just released. If you guys are interested in more information about Rob, be sure to check out the links in the show notes. You've been listening to Recovery Survey. If you got anything out of today's episode, I'd ask you to please leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us at recoverysurvey.com. You can listen to all of our episodes on the website as well as connect with us on social media where you can get previews for upcoming episodes.